welcome to the Prophecy Club. I have to tell you something that's funny. About the 1st of October, my son Sean and I, which of course he works at Prophecy Club in Topeka, Kansas, we talked about what we were going to do for the month of October, and every year we always play occult stuff around the month of October. However, with all the cover stone, with all the stuff happening with the election and everything, <laughs> I didn't get to it. We talked about, okay, we were going to offer all of our occult stuff, and we were going to give everybody like the whole month of October to go to Watchman's, to go to watchprophecyclub.com and just watch them for free. Well, <laughs> I forgot. I just, you know, with all the other things, I just flat forgot. So here it is. Now, this is Wednesday morning at 1049 when I'm making this broadcast. And I realized that because we're going to Topeka, Kansas this weekend for the Solemn October Assembly, I have to make a bunch of broadcasts in advance. So I called Sean. I said, hey, what do you think we ought to what do, you, what do you think we ought to do here uh, for these broadcasts? He says, I think you need to do the occult thing, just like we talked about three weeks ago. I said, oh, yeah, man, that's right. I forgot about it. Okay, okay. So what are we going to do? So he, what we have done is extended this to kind of make up for my forgetting all about it in wake of all the other things happening. So here's what we're going to offer. We're going to open up watchprophecyclub.com. For not only the rest of October, but all of November, you can go in and watch nine occult DVDs. This is all having to do with the occult and occult holidays and Halloween and all that sort of stuff for the whole month of October and the month of November. So we're going to give you nine DVDs. That's right. You can go watch nine DVDs free. Costs you nothing. All you have to do, and why are we doing this? Well, obviously we're doing this because we want to get more people signed up at WatchProphecyClub.com. Well, why? Because it's about 28 years of DVDs that we have made. I think there's like around 300 of them up there. They're all up there for 20 bucks a month or $200 a year. Obviously, $200 a year is the best deal. But it's fabulous for us and you. It's good for us because, hey, we don't have to take a phone call. We don't have to make a DVD, pack it up. We don't have to pay for shipping, none of that stuff. And you get it for a whole lot less. Instead of like $30 a DVD, you can watch 28 years of DVDs for 20 bucks a month. I mean, it's a steal. It's, it's the best deal. And I'm so glad that over all of these years, we made all of those DVDs and we kept all of those DVDs. So what we've got up there is loaded the very best copy that we have. So what we're making available is nine DVDs based upon the occult and the occult holidays and Halloween and all that sort of stuff. Nine of them you can watch for the whole month of October and November. That's all of October. I guess I realize it's almost gone. October and November at WatchProphecyClub.com. And obviously what we're hoping to do is to get you to be a regular supporter. 20 bucks a month, you could go up there and watch any of these 300 DVDs for 20 bucks a month or $200 a year. That's the best deal. And I thought about this, you know, when we were setting this all up and I said, man, that is, that is like giving our stuff away. Do we really want to do that? I mean, so what happens if somebody just goes and signs up for 20 bucks and then they watch all 300 DVDs and then they're gone? <laughs> and then I thought, yeah, well, if you watch all 300 DVDs in a month, you'll probably not have much of an attitude left. 
So I think it's great that it's good for you. It's good for us. It helps the ministry. And, I mean, think about this. If we just had enough people going up and signing up at WatchProphecyClub.com, it would help support what we're doing every month kind of as a base, okay? So it's good for you. It's good for us. So, and now we're going to go to an interview that I did with Stephen Dollins on his new DVD. Welcome to the Prophecy Club. I've got Stephen Dollins on the phone with me today. I know many of you know him. He's an author of several of the DVDs. As a matter of fact, he's an ex-Satanist high priest of the Church of Satan. He's also a speaker on the videos, The Occult in Your Living Room, and Under the Spell of Harry Potter, Illuminati Game, or a Blueprint for World Domination. Stephen Reveals the Truth and the True Origins in Occult Holidays Reveals. He's talking about the true origins, the truth behind the three biggest occultic holidays that America supports and celebrates, and that is Christmas, Easter, and Halloween, the world's most celebrated holidays. And he asked the question, is Christmas the celebration of the birth of Jesus? Is Easter really celebrating the resurrection of Christ? And what we're going to be talking about today is, what is the hidden agenda behind Halloween? So, Stephen, what is the hidden agenda behind Halloween? The hidden agenda behind Halloween is basically to captivate and seduce our children into looking to anything other than God. Get fear, and we know that fear is not of God, but they want to get fear into the child because fear is a controlling factor. It is the liberating force that can cause one to lose proper perspective of life. It can even destroy the very life of a person. It causes both physical and emotional illness, and it can cause one to lose faith in God. Well, how did Halloween start? Well, that's kind of interesting because, you know, a lot of people think that it's an American holiday, and it's really not. It started over in Wales, Scotland, and Ireland, and it was brought to the United States by the Celts. And we know that the Celtic people were, I guess, what you want to call a peculiar people, because they believed in the power of magic, they worshipped many different gods, they believed in the spirits of the dead returning, and the fierce people who lived in fear of the reigning priest of that time, and they were called the Druids. And these people were very ritualistic, they practiced witchcraft, they practiced seeing, which is looking into the future, casting spells, and they looked to omens to tell them their future. And these priests were known as the mighty men of oak, because they carried oak staffs and they believed that they contained magical powers that they could call on at will. And these Celts also practiced human sacrifices, homage to their gods, in return for favors for that year. And these sacrifices were made on the most celebrated day, and we call it Halloween, but it's actually known as Samhain, which stands for the Lord of the Dead. And it's a night when spirits of the dead rose from their graves and walked the land. And what they did stand on that night they actually believed that on Samhain, the spirits of the dead would rise and walk the face of the earth. And so trick-or-treat actually never started being going door-to-door with kids, knocking on the door and asking for candy or asking for special treats. These were spirits that were going around that were knocking on the humans' doors and basically scaring them to death because if you have ghosts or spirits that are coming back, Not only are they friends, but they're also your enemies. If they were enemies in in the fleshly life, they're still your enemy as a spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. So in order to 
tricked these spirits, basically. What they did was to protect themselves from evil and vengeful demons. What they did was they donned costumes resembling these spirits, and they did that in order to blend in with them and trick them. And this is where the origin of Halloween came from. And then it came to the United States. The United States picked it up, and the church, the Roman Catholic Church, picked it up and began to try to Christianize it by calling it All Saints Day. All right, well, what about uh, bobbing for apples and jack-o'-lanterns and all of that? How'd that all get started? Yeah, that's kind of interesting, isn't it? There's several facets of Halloween. A lot of those things that we think are just fun and games actually didn't start out being that way. These people, these Celts, began to participate in strange games and customs. And we know that the Celts practiced a religion that was definitely pagan. The first thing we want to cover is bonfires. You've heard of the big bonfires. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And you remember when several years ago when the college students on campus were building the huge bonfires, even died in some of them? Yes. These started out being huge fires built to light the way for the spirits that were walking the face of the earth, and they were also used in druid sacrifice of humans. That's where we get the name bone fire, because they would burn the bodies of their victims to the point to where they couldn't be traced. And that's where your bonfire comes from. It's not bonfire, it's really bone fire. Right. All right, what about bobbing for apples? The Celts called it snap apple. We call it bobbing for apples. And it was actually a means of divination where apples were set afloat in a tub of water. And it was a boy's game. If a boy could snag the apple and bring it up with his teeth, he was assured of the love of his desire. So it was a form of divination. That's where we get the bobbing for apples. What about jack-o'-lantern? Well, jack-o'-lanterns go back to the trick-or-treat. Let me explain about trick-or-treat, where that origin came from. When these druids would go around the countryside on that night, they would demand the sacrifice of the youngest child in each household. And what the the father of the house... So you've got to understand, these people lived in fear, these druids. These, These were the most feared things on the face of the earth. So they, the father, even though he loved his child to protect the rest of his family, would actually sacrifice his child. And, you know, we look at that today and say, well, that, that's stupid. There's no way that a father would sacrifice his child. Well, sure they do. We sacrifice children right now with what we call abortion. So what they would do would be to go around the countryside and demand this young sacrifice and if the sacrifice was left on a chain to the, uh, the post at the front of the, the house and it was acceptable, what they would do would be to leave a carved, and it actually didn't start out as being a pumpkin stand, it actually started out as being a turnip. And they would carve grotesque faces in these turnips and they would leave them on the doorstep of that house. And that was supposed to symbolize to the demons that were walking the face of the earth that night that the sacrifice had been accepted. If it wasn't acceptable, and if the, if the father decided he wasn't going to sacrifice and give up his, his youngest son or daughter, then they would draw the verted five-pointed star on the door of the home in goat's blood, and someone in that house would be killed that night. Now, not saying that basically it was demons going in and, and killing anybody. They basically died out of fear. And that's where we get the jack-o'-lantern. The, the pumpkin for. They were also known as the uh, will-o'-wisps, and they were called ghost candles or corpse candles. These were lights that were seen over in England, 
and still are to this day that were seen over in England. They believe that these are the spirits of dead seamen that are walking around carrying lanterns and to light their way. Well, are they practicing the occult today? Absolutely. I mean, even when we let our children dress up in costumes that God says he detests, you know, representing things that God says he detests or hates with his whole heart, we're practicing right along with what the practice was of that time. For example, the entertainment industry, the movie industry, has even done a lot to promote the occult and these practices today. The most popular movie in 1982, if you remember, was E.T., This movie, which generated over $313 million in revenue, introduced to the world a fetus-looking creature who had the power to physically heal. If you remember, he could also levitate and create a a psychic bond between himself and a human child called Elliot. And the most popular movie of 1984 was Ghostbusters. Remember Ghostbusters? Right. And that was the most acclaimed comedy of the year. And in this movie, there's a woman who becomes demon-possessed And she and a man have sex on an altar to the goddess that's called Zool, Z-O-U-L. And this act causes the goddess to manifest herself, and then she appears out of a golden pyramid. And then with the supernatural power that flows from her hands, she transforms the, uh, the couple into gargoyles. So you can see where the movie industry has even jumped on the bandwagon. There was a a really popular movie, what we call a slasher movie. And these are the ones that that teenagers love to go to because, remember that, again, the the element of this satanic ceremony that we call Halloween is fear. That's the biggest element of it. Because fear can captivate you, then he's got you, Satan's got you. And what these kids, these teenagers do is they go to what we call slasher movies, and this is where there's a deranged or uh, maniacal killer that begins to kill teenagers. And the thrill of it is to be able to sit through one of these things without getting up and, and walking away or, or leaving. You're a real man if you can sit there with your girlfriend and watch the whole thing. And so what they do is they go to these movies, and, and the movie industry now has, Hollywood has just really been cranking out the, the occult movies. There's even a movie out now called The Messengers where the dead begin to communicate with child again. And... It starts out being innocent type of things, and then all of a sudden the evil is revealed. So you can see where a lot of these practices have really brought around a lot of the customs and a lot of the traditions that we even practice over here in the United States. Okay, then let me specifically ask you, so if a Christian is listening, should they send their children out and let them go trick-or-treating? Absolutely not. It's my opinion that the only thing that the Christian church should be doing on that night is going into fasting and heavy warfare. Why would you want to celebrate a night where it's a night celebration of death? You're celebrating the night of Samhain, which is, again, the Lord of the Dead. And you're also celebrating a time when child sacrifice still goes on today. What about if they want to dress up as, say, a football player or something fairly innocent and just let their kids go out and, and collect candy? Is that still bad? In my opinion, it is, because you're still celebrating. The Word of God says we can't be equally yoked uh, with light and darkness. And so, it's again, it's the fail thing that the church has done is try to take something that is evil, started out being evil and having ill intent, 
and we try to Christianize it. Okay, so what do you suggest that a family do when the kids want to go out and get candy and the parents don't want them to go out and get candy? What do you suggest they do? Oh, I know there's a lot of people who say, well, well you know, there's the peer pressure and everything. What, you know, what am I going to let my child do? Well, I know there's a lot of churches and a lot of schools that have what's called alternative programs where they let the kids still dress up. My own opinion, first, when I started out, Stan, I first had the opinion, it was my firm belief that no alternative thing should be done. But I've kind of changed my mind a little bit about that because I think that if children are given, you know, a night where they can come in and maybe play games, where they can have more type of fun activities going on, that we can take their mind off of trying to dress up and go out door to door like their friends are doing. All right, now you have a child, uh, Aaron. What do you do with her? Aaron attends a church right now that's very spirit-filled. I'll tell you what we did last Halloween. We had we called Dress for War. And what we did actually was to ask the kids to come dressed like, um, oh, in battle gear, because when you're going to war, you're getting on the armor. So we had some kids show up like like soldiers. We had some kids show up like uh, gladiators. And what they did, we did spiritual warfare that night, and they actually had fun doing it. So they actually went to church, and there was actually praise and worship services? Oh, it was great, yeah. Okay, so it's actually spiritual warfare against what is going on that night. Absolutely. Okay, do you believe that today, in 2008, on Halloween night, that there will be some humans actually sacrificed? Do they really do that? Stan, I know there will. All right, do you think that they are getting these? Are these the milk carton kids that all of a sudden just disappear off the street? Do you think they're getting picked up by these Satanists and turned into human sacrifices? Well, here's the thing. This is the thing I always say. We can't become Christian witch hunters. There's not a demon under every rock and a devil around every corner. And I don't think everything is of the devil. So you should keep it in balance. Right. I agree. And however, I do know that during the time from October through November 1st, they began to, if you want to call it, gather the sacrifice. That's what we used to call it in Satanism was gathering and what they do is they send black vans out. And these people are so apt at being able to kidnap your child that all you have to do is turn your head. Especially the little blonde girls. It's innocent. You could look at it as blonde, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. It varies. But the main thing is what they're doing is they're looking for the innocent child. The more the innocent child looks or acts, then that's more... Is that what that song, uh, Hotel California, is talking about? Looking for one that really screams? Yes. It's one of those things that still go on today. And again, why would you want to send your child out or dress up like something that, on that night, when a child at their own age is being sacrificed? So you do think some humans, and not, was it only children? Or is it adults sometimes that are sacrificed too? You know, sometimes it's it's adults, but the only time that it's adults is basically if they defect. I know that in the 70s when I came out of Satanism, when I came out of the Satanic Church, I basically was told that I had a contract out on my life and that if I decided that I was going to defect, that I basically was signing my death warrant. How did you get out? Well, it was kind of interesting. I met, I, I was working at uh, Kansas Neurological Institute here in Topeka, and I was working a night shift, 
and there was a gentleman working the home right next to mine, the unit next to mine, and he began to to get a friendship going with me, and and I came to find out that he was a Christian, and I wanted to shy away from him because I was still in Satanism at the time, but he began to talk about rock and roll and a lot of the things that that I was interested in. And then I began to, to learn that he was not only a Christian, but he had come out of a, a satanic group in Southern California called the Brotherhood. And it was kind of interesting that he was a Christian brother, but he was also a satanic brother. And we began to talk and compare notes and the more I began to spend time with him, the more he began to talk to me about Jesus and about what Jesus had done for me on the cross personally, which I'd never even thought about. And even though I was physically trying to turn it away, my subconscious was picking up everything that he had to say. And the way that I got out, basically, was he gave me a book called The Satan Seller by Mike Warnke. I remember the book. And Mike had basically a testimony uh, very similar to mine. He went to some extremes. Thank God I didn't. But he went to various extremes, and he talked about how he was able to, to get out and how he was now saved and, and born again. And the thought did cross my mind. I thought, well, you know, if this, this guy did it, maybe I can do it. So did you ever participate in any sacrifices, human or animal or anything like that? Stan, if I did, I don't remember. Because when I was saved and, and filled with the Holy Spirit, the Lord basically wiped the slate clean on a lot of things. There are some things that I just don't remember. Uh, maybe not so bad. All right, now I know that there was a time that you were doing some kind of a ritual and a demon appeared. Tell us that story. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, the curious thing was that it was my mom's house that my group met in, my, my cover met in, and we were downstairs in what we called the playroom. That was our place where we did our rituals, and we summoned up a demon called Astaroth. And Astaroth appeared in an orange cloud, started taking the form of the werewolf. We sent this spirit out because there was a girl there that had been uh, harassed by a woman next door to her, she wanted us to scare her, so what we did is we sent the demon out after this woman. Well, the demon came back extremely upset, said, don't ever send me after a Christian again. So the blood of Jesus has more power than the Satanists. Amen? Absolutely. Greater is he that is within you than he that is within the world. Amen. As everybody knows, uh, my presentations are very visual. I believe that if you see it, you have more apt, apt to believe it. If you care about your child, if you have any concern about maybe that the church or maybe you as a Christian are, are participating in some things that are just not right or don't feel right as far as being really honoring God. Now I'm going to interrupt right there and I'm going to encourage you again to go to watchprophecyclub.com. 20 bucks a month or $200 a year. You can watch up to 300 DVDs anytime you want to. WatchProphecyClub.com, and this month for October and November, we're making nine of the occult videos available for you to watch for free. Well, that's right. We're just giving you nine DVDs to go watch for free. Why? Because we are hoping and praying that you will like what is on WatchProphecyClub.com, and then you'll sign up 20 bucks a month to $200 a year at WatchProphecyClub.com. 
prophecyclub.com. You should at least go and watch a free video or two. Watch prophecyclub.com. In 2017, I memorized the book of Revelation just as a simple project. Surprisingly, I began to receive information on 30 revelations and two visions beyond what is found in the Bible. God showed me a secret door, which is based upon a single word found in Revelation and Leviticus, linking the feasts to the prophecies. When linked, a person enters into an understanding of Bible prophecy not previously known. Even though I've been in the world of Bible prophecy for 40 years, frankly, I did not know anything of what is in this book. One prophetic word described it this way. There is a lock that I have put over a word in the book of Revelation that I'm going to open to you. It will turn so many books written on the end time message into obsolete books. That's this book. Topics are Jesus returns on what feast? The secret of the feasts. Who are the two witnesses? What is the morning star? The judgment seat explained. The great white throne explained. The nations explained. What is the shout? And the parables explained. Seals, trumpets, and vials go in what order? Two amazing prophecy charts on the back flap, 12 inches by 9 inches. Imagine a book on prophecy that brings a fresh, new, accurate perspective. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60. That's one for 20, five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. In my new book, Miss the Mark, I expose the nine deceptions the beast will use to deceive, if it were possible, even the very elect. Since Lucifer is only given three and a half years to rule the world, but given 6,000 years to prepare for it, is it possible he has set up a nine-point plan so well thought out, so cunning, will deceive all whose name is not written in the book of life? What would you do if you had to tell a person the most important thing in the world, but you knew they wouldn't believe you? What would you do? Would you tell them? I believe you would. But what is the most important thing in the world to tell a person? The answer is, don't take the mark of the beast, because those taking the mark do not get soul death, but eternal torment in hell. But how do you tell them? Give them Miss the Mark. It is designed to be given to anyone, even if they've never heard of the Bible, Jesus, even if they're in another religion. It takes them from a blank page to making sure they will never take the mark. It's thin and easy to read. One for 20, but don't do that. Instead, we make them available in lots of 10. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10. One for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50, give you extras to give to your friends. Emergency food is almost sold out everywhere. However, because of our relationship with HeavensHarvest.com, they have made an entire truckload available to Prophecy Club in a few weeks where others are totally out or waiting for months. They have all sorts of emergency supplies and food at HeavensHarvest.com. Their food comes in square stackable buckets, breakfast, entree, protein, fruits and vegetables, HeavensHarvest.com makes it easy to order. I recommend you have at least 12 months of food for each person in your family. Receive a free box of heirloom seeds when you enter the promo code STAN. That's HeavensHarvest.com, promo code S-T-A-N. HeavensHarvest.com, promo code STAN. As you know, I make many broadcasts referring to a list of dreams, visions, audible voices, I believe, are from God, given to Dimitri Dudeman, Michael Boldea, Leslie Johnson, Henry Groover, Shane Warren, Terry Bennett, Marie Scalar, Augusto Perez, Doug Metzger, Bree Keaton, and more. Now, you can have your very own copy. 
It's called God's Warnings to America. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of five. One for 20, but don't do that. Five for 35 or 10 for 60 at prophecyclub.com. Whether you are pre-trib, mid-trib, or pre-wrath, or post-trib, whatever your position is, this book will help you to find the truth. If you're really looking for the truth about the rapture, I honestly believe you will find it in this book. It'll settle in your spirit because the truth is the Holy Spirit knows the truth about the rapture. And one of the reasons that the people other than post-trib can't seem to find peace about this is because the Holy Spirit is trying to tell them that they don't have the truth. That is, until they find post-trib. But either way, this is going to help you to find the peace about the rapture. I really recommend you get it. We offer them in shrink wrap sets of 10, one for 20, 10 for 30, and 20 for 50 at prophecyclub.com. One for 20, but don't do that. 10 for 30, 20 for 50, give you extras to give to your friends. Because once you read this one, you're going to be handing this to your pastors, to all of your Christian friends, and just ask them to read it. If they get through the first chapter, they're going to read the whole book, and they're going to love it, and it's going to help them to really find the truth about the rapture. How Pre-Trib 1 at prophecyclub.com. You can now watch 160 Prophecy Club recordings without interruption. The introductory rate, $20 recurring monthly subscription. A one-year subscription is a gift of $200. You get the first three days free just to check it out. WatchProphecyClub.com.